This week we have a long distance dedication from a little boy in Saskatchewan, Canada. And he writes, Dear Casey, my mom and dad are the best mom and dad in the whole wide world. <laughs> they take me to the amusement park. They buy me coffee at Starbucks. And they even let me smoke an occasional cigarette. <laughs> Casey, can you play something for them? For listeners for Mikey, I'm going to play... Your future's so bright, you got to wear shades by Tim Buck Green. <laughs> I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher. Welcome to Atlas Bach, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podcoin, or wherever you get your podcast content that makes you want to dedicate this next song. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter machine. This is episode 70 entitled, Dear Delilah. I'm doing all right, getting good grades, the future's so bright. I gotta wear shades, I gotta wear shades. I got a job waiting for my graduation. Well, good morning, Bacher Nation. Uh, so happy to be here on episode 70. My father's age. Yes, This will be a quick one, folks. This will be a quick one. We uh, Mercifully, everyone just perked up in the listening audience when you said that. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Thank God. They're getting the emails. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this was originally not going to happen. We were originally going to have two weeks off. But uh, uh, everybody just wanted to make this happen, so we're we're getting a quick one off before I head out for vacation. Next week we'll be off, so go ahead and listen to some of the old your old favorites. I know for me, I'm going to be re-listening to Tiger Blood. Mm. That uh, for me, I think is uh, absolutely one of my favorites. So speaking of Tiger Blood, J Lo, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Apparently, I'm more awake than most on this uh, particular episode. Uh, yeah, apparently we did have some tardy entrance to the <laughs> studio in true rock and roll style. We'll have to call it wide awake in dreamland. GK. Hello. Oh, great. I guess I assumed that, uh, my first segment would be erased anyway. It would just be oh. Tim and Joe. So what was the point of me showing up on time? Touche. <laughs> uh, Somebody's feeling. Uh, are we recording? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. check, Wait. check, check. Recording. <laughs> did you did you say GK? <laughs> <laughs> That'll wake you up. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And JT, as you're uh, working in your other sport, just having more and more success, it looks like the cheerleaders and the drink is uh, pushing your wakey wakey time back a little more too. <laughs> <laughs> Things are yeah the uh, the nights are getting a bit longer, but uh, I'm here. I'm I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm glad to be a part as always. Well, we are glad to have all of you as a part of this. So let's get right to the scores. Sibs underachievers in mix seven in a dogfight, virtually tied. Mix seven. <laughs> That's right. The size of those scores, too. Right. Yes, yes. Mike's dad's uh, stepping up. 
He's not. No one's going to push him around. That's for damn sure. That's right. This is the time of year that Pop's team usually does light up, right? When it matters <laughs> yeah. least. <laughs> right, right, exactly. The irony is, I think his two best players are not only on his bench, but Yankees. So that's kind of weird. There you go. So uh, score that the the second and third highest scores of the week so far, right there. In a game that nobody cares about. Sorry, Joe. Hey, I care. Mm, Pops cares. Greg cares. We know that. Mm-hmm. I do. I care. There is a Sibs Underachiever fan club out mm. there in the universe, so they probably care. And I, probably a mix seven fan club too, right? Wouldn't you mix think? Mix seven. Oh yeah, overseas. The United yeah, Hibernian so. Society in favor of mix seven. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> their favorite, his their favorite player on on the team is uh, Daniel Murphy, right? Yeah. <laughs> we got the St. Low Cash Leonard Part Sixes ahead of the Gypsy Kittens. What? Still within, yeah, still within range to for the Gypsy Kittens to come back, but at this point, it looks like the Leonard's, the Leonard Part Sixes. What would be a nickname for this? The the Lennies, the Lennies, um, the P Sixes. The P6s, the Lenny P6s, feeling like a P6. How come nobody's giving Greg shit for having a player like Vladimir Guerrero on the bench? Because. Greatest future Hall of Famer of all time. Because Nunez is doing better, I mean, right now. I mean, Vladdy homered yesterday. But, uh, you know, he's going through his 20-year-old growing pain. So I wanted to give him a day off. I wanted to give him a game off. To, to to spend a little extra time in the game. You're not trying to lose, are you, dude? R- 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 uh, Nunez is having a good year. I wasn't as aggressive in my thinking towards Greg, but I did notice the same thing. I was going through some of the scores last night. I did notice that he had him on his bench and that he had done well yesterday. And I, and I'm again, my thought was more like, "Ooh, he missed that." But then I looked up and saw Nunez's score. I was like, "Oh shit!" All right, Carlos Correa is available too. Oh, Carlos Correa started the week injured, Joe. And I don't just rule. I don't just rule the dice <laughs> by putting a guy with a, in with a, with a player like Correa. You wouldn't do that. No, I, and he went over four yeah. yesterday. Yeah, they. they That's yeah, right. He's. They've been pushing back his uh, activation, Joe. And so I don't just roll the dice. I, I'm responsible. Yes, I'm happy that he's well, and you can rest assured he'll be in the lineup next week. One team's winning and one team's losing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for once. Last week, last week too. So that's for twice. <laughs> and I did I like make a change. Out. There was an injury. Maybe <laughs> you did get injured yesterday, and I did uh, put a, on the feed a substitution for him. So there, nah. Protest, poor baby. Yeah. I would like to protest while Joe is obviously and aggressively responding towards Greg from last week's non-podcast that miraculously got erased when me and Greg <laughs> Joe quite a bit of shit about Joe's moves, but that got erased. So nobody out there got to hear that. They only get to hear Joe retaliate aggressively towards Greg. And I'm assuming he's trying to find something on me too at the moment. So I'm protesting this podcast. Yeah, and Tim, I think that you, the listeners demand that you play those Imperfect though they may be, other segments, maybe at the end of this week's podcast, so they can hear Jack and I. And honestly, the fact that uh, Joe's microphone is muted, I don't think it'll detract all that much from the listening experience. Yeah, yeah, probably less of a. I don't know. How much more do the listeners want to hear about you and Jack, arm in arm, skipping through the field? What do you mean? Jack and I have our battles. 
Jack only defends yeah. me when I'm right. I mean, I was I was thinking, wow, Jack's defending me. How odd is that? But, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I think it's awfully cute. I, I just, Jack's defending the truth. I was, I was actually thinking about it um, this week, and there's actually only two things that t- seem to bring me and Greg together. Um, it's uh, fighting Tim and fighting Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, we're at least strong enough to stand on our own. We don't need to uh, look for our bronies and uh, we're not. Up, we're, we're not. We're not evilly pulling the strings <laughs> on the right. leg. We have to right. band together to fight your fucking evil. Well, and yeah. it just so happens that we're both intelligent, and it just we end up at the same, you know, deduction See, usually. Again, again, and you're I the size it. of Jack and I combined, so that right, exactly. Good. In a wrestling match, <laughs> it would be fair. All right. Well, we'll cut all that shit out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lethal injection of the crispy chickens. Holy cannoli. Dusty said something about the crispy chickens last week. He said, oh, they're they're hot as balls, I think, or something like that. That's exactly what he said. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm like, okay, well, it's Scotty's team. Like, he he had a good week or whatnot. But certainly their team looks pretty good right now. Yeah, solid scores really across the board. I mean, um, his Red Sox, thank you, Tim, are – are doing very well, but like I said, he's he's pretty solid all the way across the board at the moment. A couple of guys that, like I said, you look at the name and you're not, you know, you you question it some. But again, the playoffs is the playoffs. It it you know all that matters is that game that week, and and you know you happen to get a a guy even you know Mike's dad with uh, Nelson Cruz having a ten this week. You just you just never know. So this is yeah, this is exactly what you want is. Um, is coming hot, you know, in these last couple games coming into the uh, the postseason. On that same logic, with you having one of the lowest scores of the week, does that concern you? It's yeah, so. absolutely, sure. I, I um, again, you know, you're going to have your 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 back and forth. Um, so again, I'd rather it happen now than you know, two weeks, three weeks from now in the playoffs. But yeah, right. if uh, if I was playing Scotty this week in the playoffs, I'd be fucked. It's uh, kind of across the board. Everybody's just down a little bit, um, except, of course, Bryce, who decided he didn't want to play against you, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the Philadelphia experiment, uh, Bacher Nation, is behind a little bit to the 47 Blossoms, but definitely still within the Sunday swing, you know, the <laughs> opportunity for a Philadelphia experiment to win, which I think will it probably happened, but it is fun to see you down for six days at least. <laughs> and the only team that's doing worse than you right now, Swag, is the Dreamers mm. with which, the lowest score of the week. Which makes him feel better because if he was playing the Mondays, then he would be winning. Yeah, no, yeah, Mikey is, is uh, actually with us as well. So, yeah, three of the four playoff teams have three of the four lowest scores this week. After last week where they were all... The four high scores. Kings of the world. If uh, the playoffs begin and this trend continues, I'd be curious how these playoff teams compare to previous years' playoff teams, just in terms of scoring. You know, But I'm assuming at this point it's an anomaly. Although the Crispy Chickens, they dare I say it, they may be emerging as the new team to beat. Yeah, yeah. And they, they had, like I said, they we talked about they had a few weeks where they weren't doing well either, but their opponent did a little less well, and they ended up with victory <laughs> those weeks. And now they're on the upswing. And, and yeah, absolutely. If you could, you know, 
knowing in baseball that you're going to have a peak and a valley, at least one, you know what I mean? It just happens. It's baseball. So if you could, you know, draw your, your, uh, your graph, you know, for your team, your you obviously would, would want to, you know, take that dip early or, or in the middle of the season and, and be on the upswing coming into the end. And that's exactly what Scotty is at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there you have it folks. So uh, right now, again, the, the playoffs, there is still a mathematical chance as we sit here today that I am in the playoffs, but it's Ooh. it's it's very slight. Uh, again, Mikey would have to lose all of his games, and I would have to win all of my games, including this week, for me to have a shot. That's not all that impossible. It's not like we're talking about eight games. Both are the case right now, right? Yeah. Mikey's definitely going to lose. Well, yeah, that's for sure. winning. Right. So mm, wouldn't that be a plot yeah. twist, listeners? The puppet master himself um, miraculously <laughs> makes the playoffs. Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is just more proof because yeah. again, as I as I explained at the beginning of the season, Tim was orchestrated the playoffs to be myself, Scotty, the Dreamers, and Joe. If you remember correctly. And then Joe fucked up Tim's plan, obviously, mm-hmm. by not making it. So now Tim's like, fuck, Mikey's not supposed to be there. That's not part of the plan. What can I do? God damn it, Joe. I'm just going to do this myself. And, and all of a sudden has now made a, uh, a playoff run of his own. So just further proof of, of Tim's behind the scenes, you know, conspiracy. He is a sick, sick fuck, listeners. So on that note, let's go ahead and uh, close the segment and uh, come back and talk about, uh, I have absolutely no idea, Bakker Nation. I can give you no clue as to what we're going to talk about. On I have something I need your guys' opinion on. It's more of a life matter than a baseball matter. Okay. That sounds great. So we're going to come back and we're going to give uh, GK life advice. So uh, you, you're not going to want to miss this. <laughs> this is the, the Abbey Box podcast. Yeah, this is definitely where I would come. <laughs> Welcome back, bots. Happy to have you here. And uh, many of you are tuning in to hear something that's going on in GK's life. And he's actually looking for he's looking for the other three mature individuals on this podcast to give him some insight, some feedback, some advice. I don't know, GK, why don't you share with us what you have to share? Yeah, not so much advice, but okay. I, there's a phenomenon that has occurred. Have you guys ever had like an experience where you've thought to yourself, this just doesn't seem logical or right, but it's not such a monumental thing that you even bother to ask, but then it occurs again and it just kind of gnaws away your subconscious. And so what yeah. I'm referring to is marriage. No, <laughs> no that, <laughs> we know that's illogical, Jack, don't you and I, especially, For sure. you know, I think a lot about statistical probability in as much as I'm a, a big baseball fan. And so the other day I was driving home from work and, and my cell phone had died. And while I was waiting for it to, charge back up on my car because i usually listen to itunes i just happened to turn on the you know public broadcast radio and the station that i was found myself listening to was delilah you guys ever listen to delilah you know delilah who delilah is no idea yeah I, it's yeah i hear a little jingle and delilah. Yeah, 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 yeah i don't know why or how but i i am familiar so she, not the tom jones song no she plays uh love songs 
and she takes calls for people wanting to dedicate, you know, it's it's ranges from, hey, I'm calling Delilah, I'm calling because I, just, I really love my mom and she's always been there for me and I want to thank her. Can you play a song for her? Or this past week it was, this guy was, she takes many calls. This guy was calling to say that he'd been emotionally unavailable to his wife for 12 years. And Delilah was like, well, you know, honey, no, no song I'm going to play is going to fix that shit, you know. <laughs> Basically, that's what she said. But then, uh, you know, and as amusing as it is, and it is as uh, fanciful and, and nice a thought as it may be to think that, you know, I call a radio, random fucking radio show, what are the odds that somebody's actually listening at that very moment to the, re- to the radio, of all things, to hear these fucking requests? And so then I started to wonder if perhaps they were made up, you know, or I, I honestly, I wanted to know in your guys' circle of friends, your personal experience, have you ever called into a radio show to make a request? And if you do, do you like have to set it up in advance and say, hey, hey, Marjorie, I, uh, I know you don't normally do it, but I'd really like for you to listen to Delilah tonight on, you know, 70, you know, 93.2. Talk to me, guys. Sorry. It, it just seems so statistically improbable that any person would hear a dedication made on a random radio show. And then I'll share my history of you know falling victim to this dream. Yeah, no, I, I've never done that. And, uh, you know, frankly, any time I try to interact with radio stations was way back when, when you had to call in to win something. That was it. So I only self-interest, never did I ever put a request in. You know, back in the, back in the 70s when they had uh, American Top 40, they used to do a dedication, you know, the old Casey Kasem yes, show. Yes, yes. I could understand maybe that situation because there was far fewer things you could be listening to to hear a certain kind of music but today there are so many options i can't imagine that that it ever actually works well that's exactly right joe i remember casey's long distance dedications listeners this week we got a letter from a little boy in in saskatoon michigan who writes dear casey you know that was a weekly show right you know and, and you could say to like your loved ones like hey you know, you, or maybe you know that they listen to Casey Casey that, once that a was, week, you know? Right, that's my, right. I always assumed that the people just know that the other people listen, that it's, you know, it's a regular situation for them. They probably talk about it, on a, you know what I mean? Um, I, I A long, long time, when I was a kid, I called in, and if I remember correctly, I, I recorded it on, <laughs> yeah boom box and then replay <laughs> it later on yes uh, who was it for jack it was the the girl that i was gonna marry name names uh jennifer nice yeah see that see that i get in like you record it i mean these people it's not like hey jennifer i think you're hot i love you these are people who are like i've been emotionally unavailable to my wife for 12 years what does that even fucking mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, he might not even listen. He probably doesn't listen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He goes, and, and somebody that, that is putting that much effort in and is actually trying to accomplish something through a dedication. Um, so my guess is that he finds out what she's doing and then... Hurries up and doesn't. Well, yeah. So he knows that she listens to, Del- to Delilah every day. So that's where I need to go to send my message. So I don't, I don't know that it's otherwise you're right. It's just way too random. I don't think they, they just yeah. shot and say, eh, let me see. I'll call this one. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know, 
billions of people in the world and you know tons of radio shows out there but i'm going to assume that in real time my loved one <laughs> happens to be listening to delilah right now especially so tried tried delilah first and then the rural swap and shop or something like that next i mean my god it seems absurdly hopeful that there these people will listen. okay so uh there you go well, and I have one more. My part, you know, when I was a kid in Pittsburgh, there was a B94 was a popular radio station. And on Sunday nights, they had their request and dedication show. And it was more along the lines of now we're going to play uh, Human by the Human League. And this goes out to Danny from Terry, Sally from Joe, Mandy from Mike, and like a whole list of kids. And I have to admit that at that naive young age, I used to list there pining away. <laughs> and hoping against hope Aww. that I would hear that somebody had a secret crush on me. <laughs> never, never happened. That might explain the ghosting thing. Yeah, maybe that's what left me yeah. so bitter about these dedications. Yeah. But as I was driving home waiting for my fucking cell phone to recharge, I was like, this is insane. Nobody will ever hear this. <laughs> I feel like calling Delilah and be like, Delilah, you are so irresponsible. <laughs> you know? I lost a year yeah. of my life when you I was know, 12. This fucking guy sends this you know heartfelt message to his wife she doesn't listen but he assumes that she probably did for some absurd reason and then when she doesn't respond in kind he grows more distant i mean she's ruining lives <laughs> the, one, the, one thing, the one thing that i'm sure of yeah. is that you should probably bring all this up to your therapist okay like starting with <laughs> starting with your story, I think that might uh, that might be your uh, that might be where your ghosting comes from. So you guys are saying you didn't get the request I put on the air for you three weeks ago, <laughs> Lila. I'm sending this out to my three best friends in the world. You know, sometimes I come across as the angry brother of the podcast. It's only because I I want so badly for us to be successful because I love these guys so much. Would you play a song for me? And she did. Wow, GK, I'm 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 really touched. I started off a little little feisty this morning, and uh, God only knows how much I appreciate being on this with you. It took me a while to get around it. I was just hoping you would say that you listened to Delilah, but you know the fact that you didn't, I had to tell you how I felt. I'm not going to depend upon radio stations that I don't even know if they operate in your various markets to convey my feelings anymore. Sounds like we're making progress. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put padlocks on random bridges like they do in paris i hope you guys realize it well it's it's kind of interesting when you talk about um you know maybe the station maybe part of the show is that she kind of makes this stuff up and kind of that's how the music fits in right so we did get a a letter from a listener i think they're kind of accusing us of doing something similar oh really yeah it's it's pretty short this is from dw in portsmouth new hampshire the note reads Gentlemen, why do you pretend J-Lo was on the interview when he clearly isn't? 
Is it part of the court order from HR Courtney episodes? <laughs> nice. I, we do have to kind of admit that J Lo is not on the interviews what? with us. Yeah, I mean, we tried. I think last week was we we actually recorded multiple takes on what the interview with Dusty would be like, and I picked one of them, but it, it didn't seem to hit what Dusty was saying. So. DW. God, who, who is this guy? Is it really the what's the guy from the uh, actors' studio show? You know, I mean, how the fuck did he know that J Lo wasn't on that? I thought J Lo should be nominated for a regional Emmy for that fucking performance. <laughs> I, I, after I heard his comments, listening back to it, I was like, maybe he was on. <laughs> I believed it. I don't remember seeing him, but DW that doesn't couldn't stand for Leonard Malton. Who the fuck deduced that? I don't know. I oh I know who it is. DW yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. Mm. <laughs> he was obviously listening to the Lou Pearlman segment and stuck around to hear hanging tough. Donnie, give give Jenny, Jennifer McCarthy my best, please. Mm, lucky, lucky, lucky. Is man. that who he's with? Yeah, Je- they're married. Yeah, they're married. That's yeah, a lucky. That is a goddamn good looking lucky man. Right there. Well, I don't know so much about Donnie. <laughs> he's got that Massachusetts swagger. To yeah, him. he's hanging uh, tough. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I wonder if it's if it's uh, difficult being Marky Mark's older brother now. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark Wahlberg. Well, they got the whole Wahlberger thing going. So I right, mean, he's the right. second most successful Wahlberg. That's something. At one point, he was the first, right? At, At one, one point, point obviously, he's new kid. A year and a yeah, half. Yeah. He's holding the job, and he grew up in Southie. He's he's pretty successful already by any measure. Exactly. Yeah. Let's give him that. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so DW, yes, the jig is up. Uh, I, it has nothing to do with a court order. J Lo just wants nothing to do with any of these interviews. He's just done. Remember, he doesn't speak to people who doesn't know. I don't like people. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's be completely transparent and honest and open with uh, Bakker Nation. So we had a long negotiation over the winter with J-Lo's agent. Uh, J-Lo was not happy with the way he was portrayed on the H.R. Courtney interview. <laughs> and so part of the terms of GK and Swag and myself getting him on this season was that he was to be released from any obligation of doing any interviews so we tried to keep it the illusion going dw we now will not will knowing us we'll probably make fun of it and ask joe to guess or we'll write him little scripts that are completely arcane you know relative to what we recorded and it's just for laughing i like i like tim's idea let's from now on we'll make joe before the interview record just one you know absolute response and we'll just play it no matter what fuck it uh, yeah that that actually will probably turn out better than me actually sitting there and saying nothing <laughs> <laughs> and uh it'll be great because we've got some coming up we've got uh a, a professional roller derby guest most likely retired roller derby retired with with a great story uh, about gk we've got the pseudo scout is going to be coming back i'm really interested and mm-hmm. what Pseudo Scout's looking at uh, next year, it'll be interesting as he's potentially up for ownership of our uh, of an expanded team. How open and honest he'll be with us? You say, let's hope he doesn't fuck it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to continue to put the screws to Eldon to make good on his commitment to come and join the podcast. Right, right, right. So we'll keep it we'll keep it hopping, and then uh, we'd love to know Bakker Nation as we kind of uh, close this down and had some listener feedback and interaction. Should we do some version of Atlas Bach in the winter time? Should should we continue in some way, shape, or form, or should we take a a nice little uh, five month slumber like we've had the last? 
last uh, couple of years. So, well, and I'm going to do it with the caveat, Bocker Nation, that you know, obviously, we can't talk about baseball year round, but I think it's fair to say at this point that our listeners are uh, loving our non-baseball segments equally to our baseball segments, and so we're talking about just expanded Bocker talk. That's what we do here, Bocker talk. <laughs> So let us know if you want to hear Bacher talk all year round. I vote yes. Okay. Well, there you have it. We have our first Bacher Nation vote of GK saying let's do it. So let's go ahead and take a quick break, fill up our coffee cups, come back. And we had our Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, we, we certainly classed it down last week. But <laughs> there was some additional information that we didn't get to because uh, poor Swag was trying to and we just wouldn't let him. He wants to help us understand if we went back throughout the entire history of baseball, how our Hall of Famers, fantasy Hall of Famers, would compare to some of the, the greats. And if we had had a fantasy league 100 years ago, how would they compare? Is that, is that, does that sound right, Swag? Is that a good way to describe it? I felt like I just... Uh... Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. All right, great. Fantastic. Okay, so we'll, we'll see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Bacher Nation. And as promised, let's give you some perspective. What would would have been some of the greatest fantasy baseball players of all time. Swag has found a way to compare different eras in baseball from a fantasy perspective. Certainly when he was sharing the information to me, I was very surprised as to uh, how historic some of these <laughs> these seasons were back in the day and also how they compare to some of our Hall of Famers themselves. So, Swag, I'm going to move the microphone over to you and allow you to take Bacher Nation on this journey through time. All right. Um, but what I did, I did a couple of things. So I went back just for the hell of it. I was interested in because we did kind of combine the two past leagues together for this. <clears throat> so I did want to know who the top guys for juiceless were. And even more so, you know, who are the guys that didn't qualify because they're still playing, but we think are kind of juiceless locks, you know, that are going to be Hall of Fame guys. So I came up with two guys really um, above and beyond the rest of them. So anybody want to take a just a guess? Uh, guys that are still playing now that, that, you know, we... Mike Trout. Mike Trout was one of them. And Bryce Harper. No, yeah, no, but not Bryce. Um, not statistically. Bryce is, has been good and he's won championships. I was kidding. No, well, he's up there actually, so... <laughs> But yeah, not him. Mike Trout has um, the the high scorer in our league at the end of the season three times. So for Juiceless, nobody has um, nobody has been multiple times except Trout and this bull. Pujols. Albert Pujols is correct. Boom. Uh, and 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 again, he kind of came over with the league, right? So mm. Albert Pujols was like the MVP of the old league. But for Mike, <laughs> and then the MVP of the Juiceless League, but for Joe. So the guy came in as one of the best when we started this league, basically. 2008 is when we started the league. In 2009, Albert Pujols had what amounted to 780 fantasy points. For perspective, uh, right now, the, the average uh, over the last couple of years, about 700. 
Jose Ramirez, Trout, those guys would get about 700 at the end of the season. So in 09, Pujols had 780. That's the most that anybody has had in the Juiceless League since before after. And he was the high scorer in the league twice. So again, the only guy to do it multiple times. So that was quick. <laughs> so those are the two guys. But then I took it a step further and kind of wanted to go back and compare players of all time to the guys that are fantasy-wise now, and then also some of the guys that we inducted uh, into the Hall of Fame, Juice or, or otherwise. So this is kind of interesting. Uh, so again, Albert Pujols, the uh, the most so far with 780. Now, currently, Christian Yelich is actually on pace to end up closer to 800 this year. So it is possible. Hold on. So one second. I don't understand what you're saying either. Yeah. you're. So the point you're oh, using... I, yeah, I guess I'm taking it out of... Okay. In order to compare to the past, I they do one point for everything. So for we give point two for each base run uh, RBI. There, I, I, I'm taking it and multiplying it basically to, to create a point. So so an eight a 700 point season is 150. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right, okay, right, right. It. So basically, because this is a splinter league, you had to kind of take the old scoring system and lay it over our new scoring system. Well, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I had to take the standard out there, which is in, in order to compare it to the old players. I guess I could have taken their information and transformed it into our scoring system, but I figured they're Theirs is easier to understand for the common man, so... We don't trust them. If, if I'm following correctly, Jack, so like for our league scoring system, 100 points for the season is a really good, solid year, but our best players typically score 120, 130, 140. Yeah. And, and by that logic, it, what you're talking about is 500 would be a really solid year, but not, you know, exceptional. And so when we're talking about 700 or even 800, that's a really monster year. Correct. Okay. Yeah, give you. I think that's a great way. So you said a hundred's an average year in our scoring system here. It's a solid year. Yelich is on pace for a hundred and sixty point yeah, right. year. To give you an idea, where we said one hundred and forty is is really really good, a heck of a year. Yep. So that's okay. Good. So I'm glad we were able. So, to. So what you what you're saying is he's having a solid and a half year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, that sounds less impressive, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> Our scoring leader, this is kind of um, interesting, since that pool holes that I mentioned, our scoring leader every year in this league has been no less than 136 and no more than 149. So they're all within that, wow. that realm. Okay. And oddly enough, number two is Matt Kemp. Hmm. So as I said, Pujols holds the record for Juiceless. Um, Yelich is definitely challenging it this year, as are uh, you know, Trout and Bellinger, but, but Yelich, the, the leader. So, how does that compare to the past? So, first, we'll go through the guys that um, that we talked about last week. Again, these are part of the 25 uh, greatest fantasy seasons of all time. A-Rod, his best season was 8-14. So, again, you know, Pujols and Yelich are, are comparable, basically. Um, Yelich is on pace to be better than A-Rod was in his best season on steroids. Larry Walker was 8-18. Larry Walker's best season was actually better than A-Rod's. Mark McGuire. Wire 824, Sammy Sosa 845. Wow. Barry Bonds best season, same as Sosa 2001, 877 fantasy points. Damn. So uh, again, I'm just going to convert that to juiceless, right? So that's 877 times 0.2 is 175 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was insane. He was, I think his, his own base was, was it over 500 that year? Yeah. Wow. That's when they would walk him and he had bases loaded type yep. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 877, that's the, um, that's the most points that, that we've ever seen playing fantasy baseball. However, if you had gone back through the ages, Barry Bonds is actually better. His best season was actually better than uh, Ted Williams. Mm. Oh, ouch. Whose best season fantasy wise would have been 840. 40 points. Um, pretty sure Ted Williams wasn't using steroids, though. <laughs> um, still, yeah, still better than most of the juicers, but... He's taking bennies in the dugout. <laughs> Bonds, Bond's best season better than Ty Cobb's best season at 851 fantasy points. What a dick. Um, Ty Cobb just breaking the top 10 uh, of all time. But the two guys that literally, of the top 25, I think I've mentioned everybody, uh, maybe there's a Jimmy Fox and a Hack Wilson in there, but Otherwise, <laughs> there are multiple Lou Gehrig's and multiple Babe Ruth's. Mm. They dominate this list. <clears throat> Lou Gehrig, his highest is number two for the season. His fantasy points for the season uh, would have been 896. Ooh. It was uh, 1931. Wow. In 1927, which is the third greatest fantasy season ever, uh, he had 892 damn. fantasy points. So again, him and Ruth a few times in there, the number one fantasy season of all time, Babe Ruth, uh, 1921, 971 fantasy points, almost 100 more Damn. than the second greatest season That's of all time. That's almost a 200 in our scoring system. Yeah, so 194 and a half. Woo! He batted 378. Huh. He had 59 home runs, 17 stolen bases, 171 RBIs, wow. and 177 runs scored that year. Wow. <laughs> See, this is exactly why baseball is a great game. We can actually sit here and have this conversation about this kind of stuff. We don't have to worry about whether the rules changed for, you know, the make it easier for a receiver to catch a ball, that kind of shit. Yeah. You can directly go back and correlate it to what's happening. Yeah. I love it. The only difference back then is like half the guys on these major league rosters were just like average guys off the street. You know what I mean? Like they weren't the elite yeah. athletes that, you know, there was Ruth's and Gehrig's and then there were Greg Crows who were the, you know, playing out there too, you know? <laughs> I think you're being quite generous there. If Greg was on the mound pitching, like, that's the day that you know Garrick would hit five. <laughs> I mean, I, I tweeted uh, on the Atlas Box Twitter feed this week. I put a picture of uh, Honus Wagner and, and Babe Ruth p posing with a fan. And they're in uniform. I, I'm presuming that's why they're both still playing. And they looked to me like 60-year-olds. Honestly, but uh, you know, <laughs> but I guess they were in great shape. But I want to thank you, Jack. You know, we're, you're doing for baseball fans what we're wishing the league would do, which is drawing attention back to the history of the game. Yeah, you know, you, you're you're trying to connect this current generation of uh, lukewarm baseball fans to the rich and interesting history of the game. So I applaud you, sir. You know, the thing is that the more you do dig into it, young folks that are listening, some of the shit that was going on back then pretty fucking crazy <laughs> like you know i mean babe ruth was a uh, he was an interesting motherfucker that's for sure so yeah se seven he had seven of the top 25 um the only player in major league baseball history to have over 900 fantasy points and he broke it by 70 so i don't see that going anywhere anytime soon and if there are young listeners your parents hate you because they're making you listen to this mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, our demographics uh, basically say that if you're listening to this, you're definitely in your 40s and probably in your 50s. So <laughs> you should probably change that up and start being a little. Well, we're, we're we're arming our 40 and 50 year old compatriots with information that they could share with their grandchildren, with the burgeoning young baseball fans in their life. There you go. I like it. There you go. You, you know, or you could just be dusty and just have some real poor parenting skills and let the kids listen. Yeah, yeah. that's true. This podcast, that's, that's true. Yeah, that is true. his kids, have, I imagine, have started to act out in school. That's what right, he's right. <laughs> Talk about a cringeworthy moment when he said that. I was oh, like, oh God, no. please be kidding. Yeah. Yes, right. no, right. I don't want to know that. Yeah, I can see him in the principal's office with uh, Dusty sitting next to him. He's like, yeah, but your buddy Joe said, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> Uncle Tim kept saying, fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I have to. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. To be sitting next to the kids with that came on. <laughs> Mr. Money, somebody must be saying shit around your children an awful lot. It's shit this and shit that. <laughs> hey, Jack, you mentioned. Well, can I ask one, Jack, one question about this list? Or maybe we're going to reveal it in future episodes. But I think I heard you mention that Matt Kemp. Had one of the twenty five best fantasy seasons. No, I'm sorry. No, he um, Matt Kemp. Oh, okay. Yeah, Matt Kemp had the second greatest uh, juiceless season. So since the juiceless league started, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was curious. Maybe in a future episode, you could share with us some of the most, if there are any, of the most surprising or obscure names on the list of those twenty five greatest seasons. There, there are none. Like I said, it, no, there's nothing obscure. Yeah, Larry Walker. <laughs> no, Kevin Mitchell was snuck in there. Yeah, Larry Walker was the most obscure. It's all like literally Ka, uh, Ruth, Gehrig. Oh, that's not obscure. Yeah. And then I think I, I think you know everybody on the list. Like Fox, Jimmy Fox and Hack Wilson I didn't talk about. Mm-hmm. Ty Cobb and and, uh, and and Williams and then Ruth, Gehrig and the, the Juicers. That's it. Okay. The list. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So we got the guys who played against questionable competition in the, mm-hmm. the steroid cheats. Got it. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, if you can yep. get one of those on your fantasy team, grab them. Yeah. And then Dad Bod Larry Walker, or right? da- yeah, our hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Well, listen, I hope you have a great week off. As a reminder, Bacchanation, we will not be putting a podcast out next week. Sorry to break you down. But we'll be back the week after, and we'll have a lot to talk about, uh, including the playoffs. I, I think this is one of the most exciting playoffs uh, in years. I think there's a lot of there's some really good teams uh, in the playoff hunt right now. I think the four teams that are, you know, we're going to be uh, playing the playoff game. We'll be at the end of the first playoff game when we come back. Is that correct? Because uh, this is right, 17. We're about to. This is 18. You got 20 weeks, I thought. Oh, no. One more. Yeah. One more game. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Remember you made that decision? Yeah. That's right. That's right. I don't remember. Tim, can you put on a best of no. episode the week we're off? Oh. Nope. Go back and listen to your favorite one. What's your favorite one, GK? Seriously. Mine's Tiger Blood. So I, I'm going I'm going to listen to Tiger Blood. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have a hard time to choose. We get a, I, I like several from this year and I like several from last year. Ooh. Yeah, you know, like the Atomic Pig Turd one was good. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like um, the cream cheese incident, of course. That was uh, <laughs> That was a yeah. great one. I mean, one. I also always will love you know, the Bucky Awards. Oh, the Bucky's. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that's what I'm going to listen to this week. Yeah. If you yeah. just go back and listen to one, if you, if, you, uh, if you cannot take more than one at a time, then yeah, that's a good one. And then just send us a note. Add us at... Uh, instagram or 
or Twitter. Or I'm not going to do hit that. Us at atlasbach at Gmail. Oh, you weren't talking to me. No, no, <laughs> no, wasn't talking to you. Swag, which one are you going to go back and listen to? I, again, there's a the, a few this year um, that um, I you know I thought we had a handful last year that really shined, but this year's killing it. I I'm a Geppetto and Watson fan. Myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, I knew that was coming. All right, well, listen. Uh, Love you guys. Have a good one. Happy vacation. Thank you very much. I'm super excited about it. That's lots of picks. Uh, <laughs> right. and, and, and then a week from Thursday, could you listen to Delilah? No particular reason. <laughs> <laughs> 6.45. There's something I want to get off my chest. So. I am, I'm hoping that uh, Swag has his boom box yeah. ready and he can just record it. Right? <laughs> his cassette tape. Yep. yep. Uh. All right, here's to hoping that Joe's audio came through. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'll be available to re-record it. Yeah. yeah. If he yeah, if it didn't, then he gets to dominate the podcast, so that's all right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to my favorite episodes of Hello Akron. I'll have some extra time to listen to this uh, next week. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, some bad good. butter. <laughs> Those were fantastic. I wish we had more. Okay, boys. We'll talk to you later. Have a great one. Uh, bye bye. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a new level of ghosting. It it's pre-ghosting. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing there are people that would do that. I, I, in this I'm convinced. Yeah, it's a new level of ghosting. I in, encourage them to move to somewhere that I've already vacated. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
It's packed here. You can have my old apartment. It's like that everything with the girl song. Step off the train, you know. Yeah, I miss you. That's awesome. We got. Uh, it's a, a pretty fun week. We got. Mm-hmm. Uh, la, 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 la. I can't speak today. 